Blog Talk Radio. Hello, it's 3 p.m. on April 8, 2017, and you are listening to Journey into Passion with me, Anika S. on Everyday Folks Radio. Welcome to what I always hope will be an hour of inspiration and encouragement for all of us as we continue on our journeys towards our passions. Each show, I hope you hear something uplifting that will challenge the way you normally do things so that you will take your journey to the next level. On April 1st, I began my new series, Inspiration. I have some inspirational posts on my Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash journey into passion with an EKS, and I will continue to post more more, and maybe a few videos throughout the month. Today, I cannot believe that it is actually my 30th show on the air, and that is just that in just a few weeks, I will be joined by the creator of Everyday Folks Radio Network, Dr. Billy Jones, for the celebration of my first full year. Thank you all for continuing to tune in, especially to those of you who who tuned in from the beginning. I really appreciate all of you. I'm especially grateful for those of you who tuned in last Saturday, well, actually, the couple of Saturdays ago, when I was interviewing Dr. Joanne T. Hippolyte, the curator from the African American Museum of History and Culture, I had the highest number of listeners for that show, and so I really appreciate all of you tuning in, and I hope that those numbers continue to increase. You can still hear that interview and catch up with the shows, BJ Speaks and the Ladies of Keeping Up with K-Pop by going to the Everyday Folks Radio Network lineup at www.blogtalkradio.com slash everydayfolksradio. Thank you all for your continued support for all of our shows. And now for my grateful moment. I am so excited to be interviewing the multi-talented and inspirational is Passion Passion Roosevelt. In fact, I created this series because of her inspiring uh, and encouraging videos, and I wanted all of my listeners to meet her. Passion has many titles, and I'm going to do my best to get through each one of them because I feel like they represent all the hard work and dedication that she has put into all of her life's work. As someone who's also working to wear many hats, I'm inspired by all that she does. And I hope by the end of this conversation, you will be too. If you have any questions or comments for Passion or myself, please call 347-539-5372. And once you're connected to the show, press the number one on your keypad. And if you're on the call now and you have a question or a comment, please press the number one and I, will, and I will be able to see you in the studio so that I can bring you on the show. And, of course, you can all, always email me at anikpassionjourney at gmail.com. And now, welcome to the show, Passion Roosevelt. Passion, you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. I am so glad you're here. All right, now I want to jump right into it because we have a lot to cover. Um, I always want to begin with learning more about my guests. So you have, like I said before, you have a lot of titles and you wear many hats. So let's begin with your most important role as mother. How many children do you have, and do you have any? Do they have any inspirations on getting into the entertainment industry? 
Yes, I have, biologically, I have three daughters. Um, they are the ages of 14, and that's Kayla. Kayla, she's a magnet gifted art student, so she is very gifted in drawing. Matter of fact, all her drawings are shown in my shows. My daughter, Diani, she's 10. She's a fashion model, fashion designer, liturgical dancer. Um, my daughter, Destiny, she's 8. Destiny is a liturgical dancer, mime dancer, and a singer, and now she's very interested in learning how to play the guitar. So my my daughters are very gifted. They're very smart. They're honor roll principal, honor roll students. I'm so proud of them. I just thank God that I have them. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. Extremely talented daughters. Now, also, tell us this is where you're from and your educational background. I'm from Miami, Florida, born and raised, um, went to Miami Carroll City um, School where I graduated. So shout out to all them chiefs out there. <laughs> and I went, to, I went to college at International Fine Arts College for a film major. Hmm. Okay. So is that where you actually got started in film, or did you just you majored in it and kind of went away from it, came back to it, or? Well, I've been in entertainment industry ever since the age of eight. So I've always been um, professional modeling, dancing, acting, singing. Um, I was in a professional rap group where we got to tour with, um, like, Snoop Dogg, TLC, so many others. We was in the source magazines on, on news. We was everywhere. Wow. So I've been in the entertainment industry for a while, like, for a long time. So when you were eight years old, what was one of the first things that you were doing? One of the first gifts that um, my mom and I really discovered that I had was the gift of dance. Like, mm-hmm. I, I went to Florida. I remember my cousin, she was a, a student at Florida Memorial College, and they were getting ready for their summer program. And I told the director that I knew exactly um, the dance routine that they were doing. And, of course, he laughed and you know, say, okay, you're just a kid. But then at the same time while they were on stage, he saw me in the audience back there doing the exact same dance, and he brought me on stage. And ever since then, they opened up a youth program, so I was very grateful for that. Wow. So it actually opened when he saw you. That's amazing. Right, correct. (laughs) Okay. And then what did you do next after the dancer? Um, with, with dancing, it was it seemed like it just came automatic. Like a lot of things in my life, and I always give God give God the credit for a lot of things. Things was just coming to me so easy. Like teachers would come to me and they'll say, "Okay, I want you to recite this poem, or I want you to dance, or I want you to model for the show." So I was gifted and talented in a lot of things at a very early age, and. I just thank God that my teachers saw it in me. So with them seeing it in me, I was able to flourish ever since then. Wow. Wow. That's that's the importance of people believing in you at an early age because it can carry over, obviously, into your life. That's amazing. Right. That is amazing. Now, as I mentioned earlier, you have many titles. And we're gonna. I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna do my best to get through all of them because, like I said, I just think it's so important because it's basically your life's work. And so um, you are the owner of Peace Entertainment, which I read is designed to touch the reality of people nationwide 
and challenge the staff that you have and artists in many ways. So first, why did you name it P Say? P as in Paul Say. <laughs> well, actually, it, it, it formerly was known as Fruit Entertainment because my, my family and friends used to call me Passion Fruit. Um, but my okay. brother, my brother Devon Barnes, who passed away, um, he used to mm-hmm. always say, people always listening to what P say. P say, P say, P say. P, P always have people listening to her, and they want to do it. Next thing you know, he he'll come to the house, he'll say, peace, say, and it went like a wildfire, like a domino effect. Everywhere I was going, people was calling me peace, say, and then the group that I was managing at the time, they was like, listen, you need to change the company name to peace, say, entertainment. And at first I didn't want to do it because I was known so long as fruit, but when mm-hmm. I started seeing so many people picked up the peace, say, name, I changed it, and instantly it just grew. So I want to. I just want to thank my brother for, you know. At first, I was I was, like, why are you calling me Pisa? But I realized <laughs> that he saw so much. He saw so much in me. Say, you have to understand when you speak, everybody wants to listen. So me mm-hmm. calling you Pisa, that has so much value, and I I really miss my brother. So thank you, Devon mm-hmm. Barnes, BB. We love you. Oh wow. That's awesome. And so you also have an interesting logo. Tell us about that. It goes back to what um, I said my brother would say. Like, we, we had a we, – we drew a P because we wanted it to represent me. We didn't want to do a face. We wanted it to represent me because a lot of people do call me P. So we wanted mm-hmm. to have a P, and we definitely wanted to have a mouth attached to it to show that the words that I speak are inspiring, motivating, empowering you know, and mm-hmm. with the shade, I'm always wearing shades. I'm wearing sunglasses. I'm waiting on a on a, a sunglass company to endorse me. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first here. <laughs> Endorser. Okay. All right. Nice. And so another thing that I, I read that was really interesting, especially as a freelance writer, I thought this was extremely interesting because um, you had some interesting opportunities for freelance writers. And in your company, and so tell us more about that. Cause I, I just thought that was really interesting. Correct. Yes, I'm always having um, room for opportunities for people, especially in the entertainment industry, because you know, as one, we always have to realize that we don't grow without others. You know, it's it's impossible to really do things and be successful at them alone. So I know it's other people out there who want to be able to get their talent seen. So, you know, with me being a writer, I I love writing by myself, but I had to realize that collaborating with other people on ventures, it just made it more creative. So I I started asking other people who were writers, do they want to come, come on board? And even beginning actors, because, I mean, beginning writers, because, you know, some people, they feel like, oh, I didn't have my, my writing displayed in no, no magazines or no, big shows, and I'm like, listen, everybody started from the beginning. So I'm always looking for writers to help with um, skits, plays. We have a lot of short films that we want to start producing more. So I'm looking for writers for that. Um, We also have a um, a couple of publications um, coming up. So I'm always looking for writers, always. Um, If somebody out there um, wanted to 
uh, throw their hand in that, um, how would they get in contact with you? I definitely would tell them to hit the business in an email. That's psayent at gmail.com. That's P-S-A-Y-E-N-T at gmail.com. Okay. Okay. I love that idea. And so continuing with your work your, your work in the arts, you're also an award-winning playwright and an award-winning actress, as well as a director, writer, producer, acting coach, di- casting director for both stage and film. So that's a lot. <laughs> and I, that's amazing that you're able to do all these things. But tell us about your award-winning um, uh, the the award that you got for the being a playwright. The award that I got for um, the playwright was um, presented and honored to me by the Peace Theater Awards. Um, thank you to Pishandra DeBose. She re- they the company awarded me for my stage play. Well, it's called a theatrical runway play of Color Me Thick, and which Color mm-hmm. Me Thick is is geared towards plus-size women to help build their self-esteem. And how that came about, how that came about is um, I I was petite all my life until I started having my kids. And when I had my kids, being that I have sickle cell, I couldn't um, go and exercise fast like everybody else to get their bodies back in shape. So, Therefore, the the size stuck to me for a little bit because I remember before I even started the Color Me Thick play, and I, I tell my actresses all the time that I literally used to pick at plus-size women. I used to ask myself, like, how could they let themselves get that big until I became one of them? But when I became one of them, I realized that I, I continued my high self-esteem for myself so I was attending a, a talent show, and it was some plus-size women sitting behind me, and they kept on saying, oh, I wish I could get on stage and do that. They had the talent, but they didn't have the confidence to get up there and mm-hmm. do it. So I went home that night, and I said I wanted to create a show that was geared strictly for plus-size women, and that's how I came up with, with the, the program to do that. And then my daughter, Kayla, who was drawing, she was sitting at the table. She was drawing, um, she was drawing me. And she asked me, she said, Mommy, what color do you want me to draw you? I said, I don't know, color me thick. And she was like, what is that? And I said, I don't know what that is, but it's going to be something. And I think it's going to be something big. And that's how I was able to attach the name to the play. And through that play, I have helped um, – like I think I wanna I wanna say over forty seven forty forty women. Forty women who was a part of the production. Wow. And so they all went on to be um plus size models? They're plus size models, they're they're actors, they're clothing designers, they open up their businesses. Like it really wow. inspired them because um Color Me Thick is the first ever first ever um, theatrical runway show showcase that is a play with the runway merged in it. So with that, we had the uh, um, Color Me Big Models. You know, it was a lot of the women who never walked in heels before. Like one of the models is Amber Howe. We always give her credit because she, she came to the casting in low shoes and tennis shoes, you know, so we had to teach her how to walk in heels. 
And, you know, that was something that a lot of people really didn't see plus-size women doing, you know, walking in heels, especially stilettos. But through our Color Me Thick theatrical play, we were able to do that. And when I say we, it's because I had my brothers, Deleon and um, Richard Bird, who also helped produce that show. Wow. Wow, that's a, that's a really interesting concept and an amazing thing that you did for these women. And so um, if anybody interested in more of that, um, you can actually go on YouTube. That's where I was looking at um, the uh, information about the show and, and hearing from these incredible women. And you can uh, just go to YouTube and type in Color Me Thick. And you can actually see, uh, you can actually see, um, uh, in, uh, you know, essays from the from the actual uh, fashion model show, and hear from the women. And so that's 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 really really interesting. And so as I'm just hearing you just um, you talk about the, these women and and uh, and the other people that you work with, the writers and actors. Um, it, have you always been that way since the beginning? You've always wanted to just inspire others. Has that always been something that you've done from the very beginning? I've always been like that um, my entire life. I've always reached out to help people. You know, um, to be honest, to be honest, it was my escape from my parents' hmm. divorce. You know, as a hmm. as a, a child, you know, so. It gave me that escape, being that I was hurting, and when I saw mm-hmm. other people hurting, I would put my, my pain to the side just to see what could I do for them. And once I saw that it, it helped transform someone, I, I never let it go. I never let it go wow. because, for one, not only that it, it helps them, it helps me knowing that I was able to help them. Wow. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. Now, if you have any questions for Passion or myself, please call 347-539-5372. And once you're connected, don't forget to press number one if you have a question or a comment. And as always, you can um, send me an email to anikapassionjourney at gmail.com. Now, I'm going to just go to the emails, and okay, so we've got some emails, but before I go to that, I want to just keep going on um, just just the many, many hats that you wear, because I, I think it's, it's fascinating, because a lot of people want to, they want to say that they want to do very, a lot of different things, but not everybody can handle that. So how, how do you handle wearing so many different hats? I get asked that question a lot. I'm able to do it because I have a passion for what I'm doing. I'm not doing it for the money. I have a passion yeah. because I'm inspired of, of transformations. Like I, I like to say I love watching the butterfly effect. I love watching caterpillars turn into beautiful butterflies. So everything that I have my hands into, I give it 120% of me. I give it my whole heart. I dive into it. I make sure that the people who are involved are are feeling confident about what they're doing. So I love what I do, and I think that's how the balance comes easy for me. You know, when I meet people, they are doing things just to please other people or they're doing it just for the money, and that's why they're not able to balance it. So I always tell people, if it's not coming from your heart, if you're not passionate about it, if you don't love it, 
then don't mm-hmm. don't associate yourself with it. I really have a passion for everything that I do. Right. That is awesome. Now I'm going to go to one of the emails. And Alicia from um, Atlanta asks, what type of creative work slash project would you like to do but you haven't done yet? Creative work that I would love to do? I would really love mm-hmm. to do I would love to write commercials. See, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, writing writing is is not easy at all. You know, no. for one you have to become you have to be you have to become those characters. Some people go only Absolutely. write for one character. I have wrote for as many as fifteen characters in one play. So I've literally mm-hmm. had to think of the mindset of fifteen people and make them different. So with writing yeah. commercials, you have you have thirty to sixty seconds to entertain a crowd to pull them in, and that's a big right. challenge. One thing about me, I love to be challenged, so I'm really gearing myself towards to do some commercials. Yeah, yeah, I love that idea because one of the things I didn't even realize, I kept something kept coming up about copywriting, and I kept ignoring it. But they said as a short story writer copywriting is, is the perfect fit. And so, and it's just basically just persuasive writing. And, and I started getting into um, commercial writing when I um, started working with a marketing company. And, and so it's, it's just it's so interesting how you can transition to that when, you're, when you are a writer because you're telling a story to get people to purchase product. So, and of course, you know, that's very interesting. So, um, I wish you great success with that. I know you're. I know you'll do well. I know that that's probably the next great, best thing that will come out of, out of out of your line of work. And yes. so, one of the things that you do, and I'm, I I was looking out for my audience because I know I have some artists tuning in, and so one of the things that they may be curious about because you are a casting director, and so when they are in front of a casting director, what are some of the things that they need to remember? <laughs> Being a casting director has have its moments because you know, it's especially people who who know you, they think that they will come into the casting room and just be able to get um roles really quick. But you have to understand when you come in that casting room, we are looking for you to be that character. Don't worry about you. Don't worry about you because we'll have people who say, um, well, I don't speak loud. I don't scream. Or I haven't cried in 20 years. Well, you have to understand it's not you. You're performing as a character, so you have to take on and embody that character to the 100%. You know, you could pick up Mm -hmm. you once you get out the door. And that's what I, I, I tell people. Just become the character. Live that character for those two minutes that you are in that room. Now, don't go against mm-hmm. anything that, you know, will mess up your your, your, your lifestyle, you know. So right. I'm hoping that they're not casting for anything like that. But when you come into that room, you become that character until you leave out. And I always mm-hmm. tell, I really, really tell actors, this is what you have to understand. Every time you come in that room, you are performing. You put on your greatest performance so you have fun and you entertain. Mm. All right. All right. I hope you all listening out there. That's some excellent, excellent advice. 
Now, as a writer and director, you've, you've also written and directed Release Me, the, the stage play. And people can also find more information on YouTube on that as well. And it was performed at the Miramar Cultural Arts Center, I believe, was it this past February? No, it was last year. Or last year. Last year. Last, last year. Okay, last year. And so tell us more about that play. Release Me is actually um, based on a true story, which is my story. And it's about how ex-offenders um, re-entry into society you know, living living with an ex-offender, they don't understand how it affects a family. You know, with with them, with society, when I say them, I'm saying society because with the ex-offenders, when they get out um, of prison, it's hard for them to get jobs and, and school education and housing. So when they are limited and restricted from getting a paycheck to help them with their families, it starts putting on so much stress on a family. A child don't understand that daddy can't take her to the zoo or to the park, um, to the to the um, fair or carnival, and take her everywhere. A, a child don't understand that. And you know, especially if if it's a guy, because it's, it's not only guys that are ex offenders; it's females as well. But in my in my situation, it was my significant other. So you know, children don't understand, and then it becomes stressful on me having to you know, fund everything in the household, take care of me. And like I said, I biologically had three kids, but I raised five because I had to raise my, my stepdaughter, my goddaughter, you know, so it becomes stressful and they don't understand, you know, I say society really don't understand. So with Release Me, we were able to not only show them how it could affect someone's ego and pride in their manhood and womanhood, but how it affects a family, how if you have a son, how is he supposed to look at his father as a man when he can't be be a man of the household? Mm. Wow. Wow. Powerful. Wow. And as I like I said, you can you can find out more. Just go um type in release me on the YouTube videos and you can actually see more information. You can actually also see some behind the scenes and and talk and um see some of the, the actors Talk about the play, talk about the production. And so now I met you through the incredible singer-actress Demetria Harris, who my listeners may have remembered that I interviewed last year. And so, and she, you and, and you and she uh, work on a lot of different projects together. I believe she's actually um, a part of that last project as well. Do you have anything coming up soon? Yes, actually, I love my little sing- songbird, Demetria. Um, Tamitra, yes, she was in Release Me. She um, definitely gave us a voice of an angel in that in that stage play. And right now, she's actually getting ready to do her uh, her own stage play, which I'll be collaborating with her to produce and direct that one. It's called Lunch Hour. So I'm really excited for that. And we're definitely still casting for actors for that stage play. She's actually going crazy looking for a, a dark chocolate handsome man <laughs> in his 30s. Right. So if you're out there, you're an actor, please contact me so I could get Demetria, one of her leading actors for this play. All right. Send that email to psaent at gmail.com. Lunch hour is coming out soon. It's going to be great. 
I'm going to, and no plug, I'll be a part of that uh, production as well, doing my little thing behind the scenes. So I'm, I'm excited about that as well. So shout out to Tamitra Harris. We love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can't believe we're, out, we're already halfway through the show. And so, again, if you have any questions for Passion or myself, please call 347-539-5372 and just press 1 on the keypad and let me know that you have a question. And so I want to make sure that I get the emails. And so um, actually a couple of emails are going to go based on the other part. So I want to keep going through the show. But before I get to the health and fitness side, I want to go one more thing because it's really important. On May 6th at the African American Research Library, you will be featured at, in the Playwrightpreneurs, that's interesting, Playwrightpreneurs, 2017 Inspirational Theater Conference in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Tell us more about that. Yes, that is that is actually produced and organized by playwright Tracy Bonick, who recently um, moved to Atlanta to expand her, her stage play. She, she's from Miami, and she's coming back to Miami to put this playwrightpreneurs together. Well, I'm not saying just come back to Miami because we actually – supposed to um, tour this this playwrightpreneur because it's starting to catch wind to a lot of people. You know, a lot of people don't understand how to put together a play. They don't understand the dynamics of actually producing a play. So what she did was really reached out to a lot of entertainers who who deal with plays to um, give everyone that information. But, you know, we also opened it up to actors you know, so actors could even understand because, like, with me being an actress and a writer, playwright, you know, I'm able to perform in my plays, and that's a lot of uh, that's something that some of these actors could actually start doing. Like, if you're not performing in someone's plays, you actually could write your own play to perform in. So, at the Playwrightpreneurs, it's going to teach um, anyone how to write, produce, direct, fun plays. It's going to teach actors exactly what playwrights are looking for, um, how to turn yourself into a playwright. It's going to show playwrights how to understand the actors, you know, because you have some people who are great writers, but they really don't understand the acting of the stage played. So that's why you see, you know, that's why you see, uh, and I'm going to say it, you know, that's why you see some plays that that's not so entertaining, and it's and it's mainly because a lot of the playwrights don't understand the world of acting. So the playwrightpreneurs would definitely give them the information to understand how the the actors and the actors' mindset works. I love that idea. I love that idea. And if anybody would like to register, you can go to www.playcon play c o n 2017 dot eventbrite.com and of course I also you know me I'll always have the information on my Facebook page so you can um, go ahead and get registered and so now you have a crush every Monday you post something about this man and it's not just a crush it's, it's admiration as well and that man is Marlon Wayans so tell yes, us about yes. this slash admiration <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing up Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans, yes, it it really did start as as a crush way back in 1992. 
you know, when he when he came on board with Lemon Color, you know, I didn't, you know, me, I always liked the the quirk, the quirky, goofy type of guy, so he really stood out to me. But over the years, it have grown into more as admiration and inspiration from him. What a lot of people don't understand that, you know, with me dealing with my sickle cell, being in a hospital, you know, it's it's painful to go through it. So I I need any smile or laugh as possible to help me get through my pain. And being that my family and friends knew that I I have this crush from Marlon Wayans, they would come in there, they'll play videos of Marlon Wayans, or they'll come and put pictures on the wall of Marlon Wayans. So Marlon really was getting me through those hospital days because every time I go in the hospital, I'm in there for two weeks, a month, three months at, at a time. So just seeing his face or hearing his laughter and his goofiness, it was able, it was, it was getting me through the pain, you know, and I'm shaking now just, mm-hmm. just thinking of how much he have inspired me over these years. I have would never have thought that, I would actually even get the chance to even tell him that. Because, you know, when you like, you know, when you have a celebrity crush, you're thinking, okay, I just have a celebrity crush. I would never meet him. But I actually got to meet him in person, and I was able to tell him that, you know, and and from that, he had been an inspirational piece to my life, you know. So he's the one that really tells me, don't wait on opportunity, create one. Go go for your passion. Like he he really pushes me. And and how the the Marlon Crush Mondays came about is my niece. I was like, what is this MCM thing that you keep posting every Monday? She's like, oh, it's Man Crush Monday. You're supposed to post a different crush you have every Monday. I said, I don't have no different crushes. I only have Marlon Wayans. And she was like, no, you're supposed to put different people. And I said, well, I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna just change the Marlon Crush Mondays. And every Monday when I do those posts, Marlon and his family also share it. Oh, that's nice. That is awesome. That is awesome. And so now tell us more about, because a lot of people may, may not know um, about sickle cell anemia. Give us a little background on um, on that uh, particular disease. Yes, you're definitely right. It's a lot of people who have not heard about sickle cell or if they heard it, they don't understand that sickle cell is a blood disorder disease where um, it stops the oxygen of the blood from flowing through your body, which I always tell people when you get Charlie Horse, I said take times that times a thousand. You know, it's at times, wow. it's a time, yes, it's at times where I can't even walk. My my, my mm. kid's father, he would have to give me a bath. My kids would have to come in and pull me up off the toilet or put me in the bed. Sometimes, you know, I have to crawl to to the refrigerator. So it's it's painful, and I deal with it every day. I have to take pain pills every day. Um, it's, it's it's real stressful, and, and that's why I try myself not to to be stressed because stress mm-hmm. really does cause effects. And everyone who has sickle cell, and it's, and it's different types of sickle cell too. Uh, I have the sickle cell SS disease, which is the worst one. Um, you know, unfortunately, I you have to be born with it. You can't catch it. So when I was growing up, I didn't really tell people I had sickle cell because 
at the time, I didn't even really understand what it was. You know, people thought, you know, you know, you know how the kids be like, oh, don't go around peace. She's going to give you the cooties because I would be oh. sick. And, you know, so sometimes I would tell people I had the flu. My friends would be, why you was out of school for two weeks? i say, oh, because I was sick with the flu because I didn't know how they would receive sickle cell. So it wasn't until my early 20s that I really became vocal about it. Yeah. Wow. And you actually became an advocate. And that's how I actually became an advocate because a young lady, um, she came to me because, you know, at the time, being that I wasn't telling people I had sickle cell, I didn't know other people really had it because I wasn't meeting anyone. But it's, it's strange because in in my 12th grade, I became friends with this young lady named Tanya Hayes and she was battling sickle cell as well, but unfortunately she lost her life in in, in that same year. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. when I went to the when I went to the doctor, you know, my doctor told my mom, you know, that I wouldn't live past eighteen. So I'm in school writing my obituary, walking around telling my friends who I want to speak, what I want who I want to speak, who I want to sing. So I was planning my own funeral because of what this doctor told me and my mom. But, you know, I thank God that last week I got to celebrate my 43rd birthday. So I'm real thankful for that. But it's still a lot of people who don't understand sickle cell. So when I was, when I was able to do my first speaking engagement about it, it touched so many people that a lot of people just started calling me to come speak about it. And now I, I can't stop speaking about it. Like, I love the awareness of bringing it, but it's just sad because, Sickle Cell Month is in September, but we rarely get any donations or support for that. I've been trying to do I've been trying to do sickle cell um, events in September for years, and still have not been successful at that because people just really don't understand the disease. Wow, that's amazing! That is amazing! Wow. Okay, uh, we actually have a caller. I want to because we only have about twenty minutes left in the show. I want to get this caller in. Caller, you are on the line with us. Welcome to Journey of Passion with Nikki S. and Passion Roosevelt. Hello, Demetria. Demetria. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Welcome Passion. To the show. <laughs> You're heading to Nikki. Out, out, out of all the calls, you were able to make it through. <laughs> Yes, because, you know, I learned from when I was on the show, as soon as she says, hello, you're on the call, you just need to start talking because it's not going to prompt you. So, I <laughs> But I've been enjoying the show. I just wanted to call in and show my support. And thanks for the plug for my play, Lunch Hour, coming out soon. Oh, and, yes. Um, yes, yes. So I've been enjoying it, and I just wanted to say hi. To both of you. Hi. Hi. I appreciate I appreciate your support and you know you know you have to come, you know, you coming back on the show pretty soon. You know we gotta chat. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're welcome. And I'll see you soon, Fashion. Yes, you will. And you, Anike, because you're both part of my team for my uh, lunch hour stage play. That's right. We're going to get to work very soon. 
Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. All right. And, and hopefully you can come out to the, the – I know you're not a playwright. Yes, you are. You're a playwright as well, Anika. So maybe you may want to consider coming out on May 6th. I'll be there as well. I'll be interviewing you all when it's participating. Yeah. So yeah. – And promoting yeah, the play, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so that's, that's I think you'll enjoy it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Stay with us. Yes, I'm going to go have uh, lunch with um, Marlon Wayans right now. <laughs> oh, well, we're not here, bro. Hello. So y'all yeah, enjoy the rest of the show. I'll let them know you said hi, Pastor. <laughs> hey, girl. Okay. All right. Said best with you on that one. Okay. Bye. Hey. Bye. All right. All right. And so now I'm going to go back. So I want to make sure that I get all the questions in. All right. We've got, uh, let's see, Capri in Atlanta says, have you ever, have you been able to transfer your discipline with weight loss in other areas of your life? Now, before you answer that question, let me get into that part of it because one of the things, one of the main reasons why I really, really loved um, the idea of having you on is because of your inspiring videos because as, as we were talking about before, you are battling uh, sickle cell, and a lot of people think, oh, I can't, you know, I can't be bothered with exercise, I can't, because for so many different reasons. But here you are with this condition, and you have a series of videos showing yourself working out, losing weight, getting into shape, all with all these things going on in your life. And so how, how, did, you, how did you get into that, especially knowing that you, you're battling this, um, this disease? Right. That that the battle to lose and weight, you know, I have been trying to do it back and forth for a couple of years now and I was successful at it but then, you know, I gained it right back. But a couple of months ago, um one of my actors she said, What if Marlon Wayans call you and tell you he needs you to be his leading lady in a film? Do you think you are do you think you are physically ready? And, you know, me, I'm I'm so confident in myself, and I'm like, of course I'm ready. But, you know, to be honest, and, you, know, you know, to be honest, people always say, well, you, you don't have to lose weight to be no leading woman, but you have to understand how Hollywood works. So with that being said, I, I actually was tired of, of holding on to the weight, regardless of the confidence that I, I have with it. I was actually tired because I'm also a, a mime and liturgical dancer with my kids in the um, dance ministry, declare and decree, you know. So being a dancer, it was I, I was feeling sluggish, and it, the weight was holding me back. So one day I actually was going to McDonald's to get some chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, I looked, um, and I looked at the same plaza, and... It was a, a gym called Zoo Health Club, and I didn't realize that the the gym was there. So I called the guy and asked him how long would they be open, and he said, come in. So when I went in, I talked to – I actually got a chance to talk to the owner the very first day, whose name is Greg Pierre, um, and I was telling him about my lifestyle, telling him that I don't have time, I have sickle cell, I have a injury, Achilles injury, I have – torn ligaments and both knees. So, you know, I'm sitting up here giving him the, the resume of, of my injuries and illnesses and stuff, and he's looking at me 
like, like, okay, you finished? And he said, you do, you got all that, and you, you give so much to everybody else. How much do you give to yourself? Mm. And I say, well, I don't have time. You know, I got my, I have my kids. I have productions. I have production meetings. I have the actors. I have the classes. He like, okay, once again, how much time do you have for yourself? And I started mm. realizing that I do dedicate my life to help others. That I do neglect myself. So he said, I want mm. you to make this promise to me. He said, give yourself twenty one days to work out. He said, twenty one days straight. He said, two things going to happen. Either you're going to quit before the 21 days or it's, it's going to become a habit to you. And that's been since mm-hmm. October. So I go five mm. days a week and it's in October, so I didn't quit. I kept going. And then it's another trainer um, manager in there named William Severa, and he said, I said, I'm starting to like fitness. He said, no, you can't like it. You have to love it. And it went back to me loving what I do with the plays and the writing and acting and stuff. So I had to make sure that fitness was also something that I love. And once I started mm-hmm. having a love for it, it was it was easy to adjust to it. So I'm there, like I said, I'm there five days a week. I started making the videos because I wanted to be able to show my journey. I didn't even know that it was going to be as successful and encouraging to others. I just wanted to show my journey and my transitions because I'm so used to showing what everybody else do, you know, what everybody else is doing and how I'm helping them. So I was able to show how I'm helping myself. And I just started getting so many emails and texts and DMs of people telling me how I was inspiring them because I let them know that it's not easy. It's it's not going to be easy, but you have to be committed. It's a mindset. It's not it's not about your body, it's all about your mindset. You have to tell yourself, I'm going to the gym Monday through Friday from five to seven or five to six and you don't let anything come between that. You know, it's so easy yeah. for us to go a nine to five to someone else's job, but you have to make that commitment to yourself too. And you can't go to yeah. the gym and start start eating pizza once you leave. So your whole nutrition for for October to December, I was going to the gym faithfully, but I wasn't eating right. And when I say I wasn't eating right, it wasn't that I was eating the wrong things. I was eating one meal a day because I was always wow. on the go. And I remember the trainer, uh, um, William, told me, he said, do you know how much more weight you could have lost by eating right? So he sat me down and, and talked to me about nutrition, and that's why I love the Zoo Health Club because – they talk to you about the nutrition, the the mentality of it, and working out with the personal trainer. So I, I finally buckled down, and from January to now, I have already lost, I want to say, 29 pounds. But mm-hmm. how I feel, how I feel is so much more than the pounds that I'm losing. Mm-hmm. I, I feel so much, I just feel so much great. I feel such great, wow. greater Greater, greater every every day I go. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's helped with the sickle cell anemia. You probably and it's actually in it. Yes, my doc, my doctor even mm-hmm. said, my doctor even said, um, your blood levels are changing. She was like, mm-hmm. your blood levels are getting, you know, getting better. And I realized that I don't have to take my pain medicine as much no more. So I'm, wow. I'm really thankful for, for losing the weight and. Not even just like I say, not even just losing the weight, just getting 
getting more energy. My metabolism has picked up. So I yeah. really, really love fitness. And, you know, I call my fitness journey down by a pound. And I, I, I titled it that because all I, would, all I wanted to do at first was lose one pound because some people don't realize how hard it is just to lose one pound. So when I right. lost that pound, my trainer said, okay, what's the next weight you want to lose? I said, I want to go down by a pound. I want to take this thing like, like a step-by-step, down by a pound. Let's go pound for pound. And then I have people who say, oh, P, I want to get in the gym too. And I'm like, you just talking. So then that's how I came up with the hashtag, get fit or be quiet. It's like you're going to either get in the gym and do it or stop talking. Right. Stop talking right. about it and just right. do it. Wow. Now, we're, we're down to the last few minutes of the show, so I want to get this caller in before we go. Caller, you are on the air. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Welcome to the show. Thank Hi. you for tuning in. Thank you. I appreciate that. This is P. Chanda DuBose, and I'm calling to support my sister and friend, Passion. Passion. You're going to make me cry, lady. Don't, don't get on here and make me cry. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm calling awesome. to support her. Um, I'm just so proud of her for so many different reasons, and um, we don't get to talk as much as we used to, but I just want you to know that um, you encourage me every day. I admire your journey. Um, I empathize with your frustrations, um, being a, a fellow playwright, and, you know, we produce our own shows, so my heart identifies with some of the pain you've expressed and some of the frustration, but I wasn't moved or worried about it because, you know, we, we come from the same bloodline, and that's the bloodline of never giving up, so I want you to know that I'm here, I support you, I believe you, I love you, and um just keep changing the world, sis. You're making a difference. Just keep Thank you. doing Thank what you're you. doing. Thank you. Thank you. This is you're welcome. This is this is who honored me with my with my Peach Theater Award for the color me thick. And you know, it, it's at times you don't have people who understand the struggles that you go through trying to put these plays together. And me and her mm-hmm. came through. We met actually through Facebook. We were checking each other out, mm-hmm. which was which was so crazy. You know what I'm saying? So we we under we started talking. We started understanding each other. And I remember for for one of the award shows, she asked me to give the motivation speech um, for one of the workshops. And at the time, I wanted to do it so bad around Miami, but wasn't given the opportunity. And she gave me that opportunity to do it, not only in the Bahamas at the award show, but in Mexico at the show. And, you know, just her opening up venues for me, I have branched out so much since then. And like I say, I'm forever grateful to her for even doing that. And that's why I had said she's going to make me cry because people just don't understand, you know, it's a lot of stress that I go through just to be me. So to have someone like her in your corner, that, that means so much to me. So I'm forever. Wow. I love you, Peaches. I really love you. I love you, you too. You call her Peaches because everybody be messing up her name. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too. And, guys, um, I appreciate you giving my sister this opportunity to share her story. And um, I commend you for the awesome radio interview. I've been listening for a while today. And um, I'm just glad that I had a chance to see her post come down my timeline and I just, you know, 
and told myself I have to stop what I'm doing to support her interview. So I just want to thank you guys also for believing in her and giving her this platform. Sis, I love you, Absolutely. and um, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Love you, too. Okay, baby. Thank you. So- Bye-bye. Thank- You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> And I and I also I also want to say this um, along with speaking on that right quick, it's a it's another mm-hmm. young lady by the name of it's another young lady by the name of Vanessa Lynn, who's uh, mm-hmm. the owner the owner of Urban Playwrights United, who also given me the opportunity to be able to express myself as a playwright actress. You know, people just understand being in this business. You know. It's stressful and it's easy for you to quit. So I have I have Pishandra and Vanessa on both sides of me holding me up. To, they they're gonna make sure I never quit. You know, so I'm just yeah. forever grateful for the UPU. I'm grateful for Pishandra. It's like these women are they are excels in my life, and I'm just forever grateful for them. Wow, that is awesome, and that really kind of answers um, uh, Capri's question is, have you been able to transfer your discipline with weight loss to other areas of your life? And basically that's, that's it, you know, the way that you have done, the way have you, you have um, been disciplined and been able to wear these different hats because, like you said, of your passion for it and your drive to do it. Yeah, and also because you, you surround yourself with people who believe in you, like, through this weight loss journey, I would be around my actors or even my kids because my kids know I call myself the cookie monster because I love chocolate chip cookies. And if I even <laughs> try to go to McDonald's to get chocolate chip cookies, they'll be like, um, excuse me, um, aren't you on a weight loss journey? Or my friends and actors, they won't even let me eat wrong or, or drink wrong or anything. So people start believing in you once they know you are committed to what you're doing. Right. Wow. So we are down to the last six minutes of the show, if you can believe it. And so I want to make sure that we know what is next for Passion Roosevelt. What's next for me is um, I would say you just have to stay tuned because I change my mind quick. Like I come up with creative ideas easily. So you never know what's next. Like, I have so many things that's in store, but I definitely do want to plug the love experience. Um, that'll be mm-hmm. at Studio 504 Miami and Miami Gardens. Um, that's definitely set for June 11th. But besides okay. that, we have short films. I have short films coming up. I have uh, movies that I'm in. I have my acting class that's going on now for the month of April every Thursday so if you definitely want to be a part of the acting workshop, please contact the PSAENT at gmail.com because I'm always looking to work with actors. Trust me, Moonlight did not open the door for Miami. I love Moonlight. I love the actors. They just put another light on Miami, mm-hmm. and it's up to the actors in Miami. Mm-hmm. It's up to the directors and producers to to continue mm-hmm. to allow Miami to have that shine. We have to stick together. Yeah. There's no competition in it. If we're going to be competing, let's compete against Hollywood. Let's not compete against the same people in our same town. So I'm mm-hmm. looking to collaborate with people so that Miami could stay on the map because Hollywood comes to Miami to film, but they don't come to Miami to get actors because they say actors aren't trained. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Wow. I hope I hope actors and performers, you're out there listening to that. Very, very important. I know there's a lot of talent down here. I see it on Facebook. So I hope I really hope that you that you heard that and you listened to that. And passion, I just want to say thank you so much. I can't believe this hour this hour went by way too fast. You you have to come yes. back. This is this will be part one. <laughs> we have to have a part two because there's so many other things I wanted to talk to you about. But we are run, we have run out of time. So thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you coming on and um I'll be I'll be calling you after the show so we can chat for a little bit. But thank you so much. I really appreciate you. I really enjoyed this avenue that you have given me so that others can hear my story. You know, not only are people inspired by me, but I'm inspired when people tell me I inspired them. It it, it gives me that fuel to keep going to do what I do. It gives me that energy to get up when I'm going through my sickle cell pain, you know. So I really just want to say thank you for doing what you're doing. I thank you for following your dream. You are inspiring others to, to live out their dreams as well. So I really thank you and your team for putting this together, and let's continue to be successful. Amen to that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Well, you have been listening to a conversation with the multi-talented and inspirational Passion Roosevelt on Journey to Passion with the Nikkei S on Everyday Folks Radio. My final thought is very simple. It's just don't always try to look for inspiration. Sometimes you can just be the inspiration. That's something that Passion has certainly figured out how to be for so many others. And I hope after today's conversation, you'll be inspired to do the same. As always, you can catch up with everything Everyday Folks Radio at www.blogtalkradio.com slash everydayfolksradio. And, um, of course, our other shows are BJ Speaks and the, Lady of, the Ladies of Keeping Up with K-Pop. So make sure that you um, check those out and come back next Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a special show from, with myself and community, community accountant Nakia Cook, who will be giving us some last-minute tax tips for, to get us ready for the April 18th deadline. She's, she's dedicated her life to providing financial education to the community, so I've invited her on the show to help get us ready and to give us some other financial, great financial information and tackle other issues, as well as um, getting ready for the 2017 tax season. So if you have any questions or comments, you know what to do, anikaypassionjourney at gmail.com. Make sure you get those questions in. I know you have a, I'm sure you have a lot of questions for her. And thank you again for taking the time to tune in. And as always, I wish you great success on your journey towards your passions. And I hope that you have a great and successful week and hope that you and encouraged as always, as I always try to do. I always try to make sure that you have something that inspires you and encourages you. Because remember, in 2017, we are taking it to the next level. And I will continue to find more ways to help you do that and to help myself do that as well. Because remember, this journey is not just about me. This journey is about us. We're on this journey together. And so I always want to hear from you. And you know what to do. You can go to www.facebook.com. That's Journey into Passion with the S. Post anything, you can go to my blog at anikaymadison.com. You can send an email to anikaypassionjourney.com at, at gmail.com. 
because I always want to hear from you because I want to make sure that this show is something that that has information for you and me. This is this is both of our journeys. Remember that. So have a great week. Take care of yourselves and be inspired.